Hello and welcome back to the social disease. I'm Jasper. And I'm Bridget. And today we are finishing up all of Degrassi Junior High. I'm like sad, but also okay with it. <laughs> well, season three, I would say, is the only season that gets a like a good review for me <laughs> overall. I agree. If we had to rank the seasons, one is absolutely on the bottom. Even though it did have Stephanie. So that's a that's a tough one. Season one, the only good part was Stephanie. Everything else was meh. Yes, because even though Stephanie was in season two, it wasn't like the Stephanie I wanted. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now I'm thinking about it. Maybe season two sucks. I don't know. Season two- three is the best. I'll just put that right at the top for sure. I think season two was better. Like... I guess it probably didn't have anything as good as Stephanie, but overall, it was better. Yeah, I think that the plots, they finally were, like, getting into it. Season one was kind of just very easygoing plots. We didn't really start off that strong. No. But season three, they just started episode one with, boom, would you like something a little traumatic? (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because that's how Next Generation basically started. It was, boom, would you like a little drama with Emma talking to sketchy men and meeting up with him in a hotel? Wasn't it usually the case that the season premiere in every Next Generation season, it's pretty big, right? Like season one, you have Emma and the pedophile. Season two is Craig and his dad. Season three was Emma and her dad. I'm impressed right now. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Season four was Paige. Paige's trial. Right. Five was Manny. I'm going to be famous. This is ridiculous, Jasper. Keep going. Six. Six six was Sean and Peter car racing. Easily. Okay, great. Love that. Uh, Seven was Darcy getting roofied. Mm -hmm. Eight was Mia modeling, which may be not as dramatic. No, but eight was still a pretty good season, though. Yeah. Nine was Peter Meth. Peter Meth. <laughs> and ten was Anya fake pregnancy and Fiona getting abused. Wow. Eleven was Drew Gang. Ew. And Bianca literally killing somebody. Right. Okay, great start. <laughs> Twelve was... Uh, that was Drew and Katie breaking up. I'm gonna say something with Drew. Yeah. 13 was Claire Cancer and Paris. 14. 14 was the worst season, as we all know. (laughs) So we just block that out. Uh, what, what was the first episode of season 14? I think it was like Miles and his dad, maybe? Probably. That sounds right. Is Claire still in there at 14? Probably not. She is. She that's oh, then... Claire has a baby. Claire has baby season 14. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Next class. I guess the first episode of Next Class was pretty chill, I think. I don't think there was anything special there. That makes sense because they really it was Netflix at that point. Mm-hmm. So they were like, we're gonna be a little chill. Yeah, I feel like the season premieres of Next Class were not super extra. But yeah, that's all of them. <laughs> I love that. And this one, we should rank all the first episodes because this first episode, I just couldn't believe the way that it ended when I first watched it. I was like, you know what? 
we'll wait we'll get into it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so obviously the first episode is all about wheels but we're going to end with him because as we said earlier wheels is the main character of season three we got to give him his dues so we are going to instead start with mr snake let's do it yes so he only has one plot for himself obviously the one about his gay brother so snake is in, in class i think it's math class or something and they're doing sex ed for some reason in math class but they're doing a lesson on aids with the classic like handshaking std activity where you shake hands with as many people as you can one person flips a card and they have an std in this case it's aids or hiv snake of course is the one who ends up having the aids in the class classroom activity so they all have a good laugh at him after class he and some of the other guys start acting gay as a joke about snake being the one with aids like oh uh, i can't even act stereotypically gay because i am gay but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you, you know what i mean anyway we know, we know. later the guys are practicing basketball and like at some point before this snake was talking about like his brother and like yeah how his brother was like the star basketball player or something he was like valedictorian blah 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 so he's like just playing basketball with his friends at the basketball courts and snake's brother pulls up being like surprise i'm home for the weekend he at first said that classes were canceled, but when he drives Snake home, he then says that he wanted to tell the family something, specifically that he is moving in with somebody. Snake thinks that it's a girl, but Glenn then goes and says, actually, it's a guy. I'm gay and we are together. Snake reacts very poorly to this. He's like, what would you do that for? That's insane. <laughs> And he's like, I wish you had kept it a secret. I don't want to know this about you. So for the rest of the episode, Snake is very angsty at school. He gets into a fight with BLT and Shane when they continue making gay jokes after another AIDS lesson in health class. So <laughs> he's like very self-conscious about AIDS and gay related things. So he gets into a fight with the guys. And at the end of the episode, Snake is returning home. And he runs into Glenn, who had just gotten kicked out of the house by the parents after he came out to them. So Snake apologizes for the way that he acted. He is like, just because you're gay, that doesn't mean I'm going to be gay too, right? So he like kind of makes up with his brother. He's not fully accepting, but he's like, oh, I guess this is just how it is. And when Snake asks him when he will be back, Glenn says, when I am welcome which I guess never happens because Glenn never shows up or is mentioned ever again for the next 20 years of DeGrasse. That's rough because Snake stays a pretty big character for a while, I would say. I think he would still be in it today if it was going. Yes. Yeah, so I am not shocked that they're, they did an episode like this. Part of me kind of wonders what the rollout an understanding of AIDS and HIV and all that stuff was in Canada versus in the United States because I don't know if they were doing those types of conversations like over here but it's an important one to have yeah I don't I don't know if they were doing like the lessons in school but it was definitely like a big topic in the 80s right right yeah absolutely which is why I'm like 
oh, this is pretty progressive of them to even talk about it in school. I feel like in the United States, people would be like, yeah, it's too, I don't know. Everyone's horrible. Like They probably were like, don't teach our kids that. Then they're going to catch yeah. it from listening to the conversation. There was the whole thing with um, Ronald Reagan, who was president at the time, like wouldn't even say AIDS or HIV. Right. He like did nothing to help out. And it was like a big deal when like Princess Diana went to like a hospital and was like touching the AIDS patients, like shaking their hands. Yeah, because uh, no one really wanted to understand it, I felt like. But this episode, I mean, I don't love the activity. I think that, like, confused a lot of the kids. Personally, as a teacher, I would not have the kids, like, shake hands and then be like, now you have AIDS. Um, Because then they're like, wait a second. So then do I get it from shaking hands? And uh, there just was a little too much, un like, not clear. There was no clarification for these kids after that. And I can't imagine it being the most mature situation either. But I think it was a good lead in to the introduction of Snake's brother. Yeah, because I don't know if he was mentioned before this episode. He might have been mentioned in this season, I think, like mm -hmm. just in passing. But I don't think he was mentioned before season three. Yeah, I don't remember it coming up. I'm sure they were still trying to figure out what to do with Snake because he doesn't really get much, honestly, except just being Joey and Wheels' good friend. Mm -hmm. So, which is always nice because then they have like a blank canvas and they can work with it. So it looks like they did that with him by having the first openly gay character on Degrassi. Yes. Yeah, because even though we think Miss... Miss yeah, Miss Avery, we don't know. She never denied it. Let's just say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but with, with Miss Avery in mind, like, I think we talked about in that episode that they don't really preach you should accept gay people. And I think that's kind of the same kind of wishy-washiness they have here, where, like, they're not saying that Snake should accept his brother for being gay. It's more so asking the question, should you treat them negatively because of it? Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to bring that up because I was kind of thinking the same thing. It almost feels like the PS... I don't even know if it's a PSA. It's kind of a mix because AIDS and HIV and STDs are the PSA part of it. But... The fact that Snake acted the way he did when he found out that he was gay. I feel like they didn't really address. They were like, oh, that's like okay to act that way. But there was never any fixing of it, almost. Yeah, like he realized know. that he reacted poorly, but he never like accepts his brother. He's just yes. like, I still love you despite this, rather than I accept you and love you because of it right and it, as we always say it wasn't even from the point of view of the character that is having the struggle or the experience or whatever it's all from his point of it's all from snake's point of view like we don't really see it from his brother like we hear certain things that he says but we watch snake have to quote-unquote deal with the fact that his brother is now out to him yeah and I, I think that makes sense compared to like the the black experience that we were talking about with blt given given the time period you know again 
it would not be they probably wouldn't have been able to air the episode with an openly gay main character on the show unfortunately yeah i agree because otherwise i think they would have done it by now Mm -hmm. you know not just get to season three and then finally they're like aha someone who is gay now we've covered our faces yeah and even in next generation you don't get marco until season two yeah that was that was interesting too because i remember watching the i don't know if it was like the reunion or whatever it was where they were saying how marco wasn't even a character they just had kind of created him from the actor himself Mm -hmm. which was cool but yeah i don't really love that it's not like the fact that snake was like are you sure I'm not going to be gay too? Yeah. That's just, that's a little much for me. Like, now we just don't know how it works at all. <laughs> like, I don't, like which, well, what are we doing? It's not like, it's not like kids in the 80s were being educated about gay people or homosexuality. Or right. are, are they being educated about it these days? Because you have all the don't say gay shit going on. Oh, that's, we don't count Florida. We don't, we don't talk about them. <laughs> yeah, so just to go back to the point that, like, this is probably the most progressive that Degrassi could be at the time, which, of course, is not ideal. Like, they're, again, they're just saying, is it right that Snake's brother got kicked out because he's gay? Is that, like, an okay thing? They're just questioning that. They're not really taking a side. They're just saying, hmm. Maybe you should think about if we should mistreat gay people. <laughs> and then they're like, maybe. And then they never bring it up again. Yeah. Because the other piece also, I think that was also pretty good, was that Glenn wasn't like stereotypically gay, you know? Because mm-hmm. I feel like with a lot of gay characters in, you know, probably prior to like Glee. <laughs> were like very stereotypical right like they were there would always be in sitcoms like the the one gay character who's like very gay right stereotypically whereas glenn they kind of went to the they they made the point that glenn was like a basketball star and he was super smart and is he in metal medical school was that it something like that yeah i think and like not that again like being stereotypically gay is a bad thing but just to show that there are people that are gay that are not stereotypically gay (laughs) yeah no I think that's completely fair I I totally agree I think a lot of the characters even yeah like you said prior to Glee because even Kurt is more I guess stereotypically gay if we were to say but yeah I, I didn't think too hard about that that definitely makes sense though Especially at the time, I, I wouldn't imagine there would be any openly gay characters on a TV show that weren't stereotypically gay. Right, yeah. So we'll give them a point. Give them a point for that. Yeah. But just a, a thought experiment. If Glenn had showed up in The Next Generation, how would you have included him? Ooh, that's a fun one. So, like, when he's showing up in The Next Generation, is he the same? Is he, like, older? Like, is he an adult in this? Or do you mean as, like, like a kid? Like, is he Snake's brother still? Yeah. Like, given that Snake is on the show for 20 more years. Yeah. 
how would you realistically include his brother in anything that happened? Ooh. I think that he would be someone that I would like to think he would be Snake's friend and would give him better advice than like Joey. You know what I mean? I would like to have him come in and be like, hey, don't make out with other teachers or principals at your school while you're married. That's a bad idea. Like, I think he would play the big brother advice role, but I'd also like to think that they would show him in an openly gay marriage. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, well, I was just thinking, obviously, Snake's wedding. Right. You could also have Emma's wedding to Spinner. He could show up. Yeah, oh, okay. So you don't see him as a character that comes around often. You just see him come into, like, family events. Well, it wouldn't really make sense for him to just be around, I guess. But what about my idea of him being BFFs with Snake and giving Snake finally good advice? I guess that could work, too. Okay, good. Because... Like, I was just thinking in the context of, of Emma, he could be somebody else to, like, give Emma advice. Or right. even just to be around, like, maybe he shows up to the school while Marco is having a gay crisis or something and helps him Yeah, out. like, someone that's not Dylan to help Marco out, too. That's a great idea. Yeah. I like okay, that. Didn't you have any thoughts about the gay brother trope with Dylan? Oh, yeah. So, it's... I feel like they were going to have Dylan be a character maybe anyway on Degrassi and then they added Marco in. That's kind of my guess. Like my guess is that they were going to have another sibling that is gay. And that kind of made me think of like this because we don't have a gay character. We have Snake's brother who popped in for one episode was like, I'm gay and then left. And part of me wonders if that was like Degrassi's or was going to be Degrassi's intention with Dylan and Paige, I guess. Because he is older brother. He doesn't go to Degrassi. Well, he, I guess he goes to Degrassi at first. But I think it would have been probably a similar plot situation where Dylan would have popped up and Paige would have been like, he's gay. And then Spinner would have had his whole weird crisis. And then Dylan would have went away. And that would have been it. I think what you're really talking about is Ashley's dad. That's true. Yeah, because Ashley's dad never comes back. He he shows up once or twice because his wedding is the Craig Bipolar episode. Right. Oh, my God. Iconic. But yeah, in terms of like what you were saying, I think Glenn showing up for Snake just to come out as gay and have Snake deal with that is the same thing that Ashley dealt with, with her dad showing up. He's gay. Now Ashley has to deal with it. That's a way better comparison. For people because I it honestly didn't feel like Paige I mean Paige didn't give a shit that Dylan was gay if anything it was more Spinner that had to come to his feelings even though Marco was also involved yeah in that as well I'm trying to think of and then I guess there's also Drew and Adam but Adam was the main character so it didn't really matter mm-hmm. it wasn't just like an introduction of a sibling and then a ditching situation and Adam were introduced at the same time too yeah that's true okay maybe there isn't as much of a connection to deck uh, to Declan <laughs> oops like <laughs> wrong one to Dylan and and Snake Snake's brother but I just thought it was interesting that it was a sibling and it was a one-off basically for him mm-hmm. but that's all I have for him because it's literally all that Degrassi has for him too <laughs> yeah. yeah because I mean, 
as we said, Glenn never shows up again. Snake never has to deal with any of this. Although I I have seen that apparently in like Degrassi, the Degrassi novels, or there, there are Degrassi books that focused on individual characters. Mm-hmm. And apparently in one of those novels, Snake, after his brother came out to him, he started having feelings for a guy in his class. And he's like, Maybe I'm by. What? Interesting. How would you feel about that if they did that? That would be really awesome. <laughs> Give Snake a little more. Give him something. I didn't realize there were books. Am I dumb? How long have these books been around since the show? I guess so. I've never read any of them, but I always see people like talking about them or like, oh, I bought this book for $50 on eBay. <laughs> Oh my gosh, maybe we should look into that. That's a whole other thing. But I kind of like that idea of Snake having that side plot. I feel like that's kind of similar to what they did with Miss Avery and Caitlin, even though Caitlin also ended up being straight Mm -hmm. in the end. Yeah. So maybe not. (laughs) They had follow through. Who knows? Caitlin ends the show single. It's a good point. And she also did hook up with that scary Canadian man. Or made out with. What's his name? You mean Ellie's boyfriend? No. Oh my god, I forgot about that too. I meant the like, bigger dude. Didn't she kiss oh, one Kevin of the... Smith? Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith, yeah. Kevin Smith is a Canadian. Oh, he's the American... Okay, right, but he makes something goes Canadian, A. Eh? Yes. Okay, yeah. I think when she made out with him, I was like, alright, girl, we gotta figure something out here. Because <laughs> <laughs> we went from Joey, who is also not the best, but that's okay well do you want to talk about the start of joey and caitlin oh my gosh what what a segue let's do it let's do it okay so joey and caitlin have things separate and together so just gonna go through everything chronologically the first thing is that joey gets a bad mark in english class with mr radich He is very in his feelings about it because this is his second time in grade eight. So he starts to feel really stupid. Snake suggests asking Caitlin to help, but Joey doesn't know that Caitlin has a massive crush on him. So when Joey asks Caitlin to do a movie project together, they, Caitlin enthusiastically accepts. They end up going to the movies. They, I think they each watch like a movie of their choice. And they then need to, like, have a debate about which movie was better or something. They end up getting a really good grade for the project. And Joey's like, wow, we work really well together. And then he says, we should, like, just have a dance together at the dance at the end of the week. So Caitlin thinks that there are really some sparks between them. She's excited to go to the dance with Joey. But Joey ends up formally asking Liz to the dance and Liz for some reason accepts (laughs) Joey apologized for what happened last season and that's apparently enough for Liz who knows but anyway Caitlin gets all dolled up for the dance but when Joey shows up and he walks straight past her for Liz she ends up leaving crying Joey did not did not realize at all what happened so (laughs) Joey on Monday asks Caitlin for help with math but Caitlin says no. <laughs> so Joey ends the episode saying, I thought you liked me. Why aren't you helping me? Blah, 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 blah. 
And that's where they end off there. Later, Joey is trying to get the Zit Remedy song, Everybody Wants Something, on a radio station. So he goes to, like, the radio station's office and waits to talk to the manager or whoever's in charge. But the secretary continually tells Joey that the manager will not see him. Joey ends up getting his way into the radio station by applying for the janitor job and also, like, kind of flirts with the secretary. So he ends up getting the janitor job and he starts leaving the music tape with the song on it on the radio manager's desk when he is cleaning up after hours. This annoys the manager. The secretary tells him to stop doing it, but he keeps doing it. And it's even worse because Joey isn't even cleaning up. He's just (laughs) leaving the tape in the office. So he switches gears when he hits up Dr. Sally. She is in the radio station occasionally for her sex education show. And he hears that Dr. Sally needs a new theme song for her show. So he then leaves the tape on her desk. (laughs) And when he does this, he finally gets fired. (laughs) He gets a boost of confidence, though, when Dr. Sally says she listened to the song and she thinks it's good. He feels on top of the world because of that, even though the tape does not get on the radio. Okay, switching gears to Caitlin, we have Caitlin sees Liz putting up a poster for animal rights on in, in the school hallway, like there's a protest going on or something. So she asks Liz to help her write an article for the school newspaper to spread the word about this protest. She cancels Kathleen's article in the process, saying this is more important like to kind of do her research for this protest, Liz shows Caitlin a video of rabbits being tested on with makeup and being like, oh, this blinds them. This is animal abuse, blah, 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 blah. blah. And her experience watching this video makes up the bulk of the article. And when the article gets gets published, Caitlin says that they're going to get the whole school on board to go to this protest against this makeup company. However, Trish, who is Caitlin's friend on the paper, hears that Caitlin is trying to protest this makeup company. Trish quits because her dad works for the company and they really need money. So (laughs) that's like strike one against Caitlin. And then Kathleen comes along saying that, did you even do your research? Some animal testing is important for human health. (laughs) So after both of these situations, Caitlin decides to go to the library and read up some stuff And she finds out that her epilepsy medication was actually developed with the help of animal testing. So she becomes super conflicted about where she stands now. She tells Liz that she cannot join the protest now because her medication depends on animal testing. Liz says that she would rather be sick than hurt an animal. And it basically causes Liz and Caitlin to stop being friends again. (laughs) We then switch back to Joey and Caitlin, where BLT makes a bet with Joey that Joey cannot get a date by Friday. So Joey ends up asking out a ton of girls. All of them say no. Snake again ends up suggesting Caitlin. Caitlin says yes, and they end up going to the movies. Later, they go to the diner after the movies. They run into Michelle and BLT. BLT ends up giving Joey the money for the date or for the bet, and Caitlin sees BLT give him the money. Caitlin dumps the soda on him. And Joey runs out into the rain after her to apologize, saying that he actually wanted to go out with her all along. He rips up the money from BLT, and she forgives him. After that, Joey 
ends up getting a fake ID that is super fake. Nobody would ever believe it. And he wants to get beer for Lucy's party. And he tries to get Snake to buy it since he is tall and apparently looks older. <laughs> of course, it doesn't work because Snake is awkward. So they hang out around the liquor store parking lot to ask people to buy it for them until Clutch comes through and he gets them some. <laughs> so they get their case of beer. They're walking. They're drinking on the way. They, like, take a seat for a couple minutes. Wheel says he does not want to drink because of his parents. And then the boys all get caught and their parents get called. And they don't end up making it to Lucy's party. Okay, so finally, it is the end of year dance and Joey asks Caitlin to go with him. Even though she was mad at him for ditching her at Lucy's party. So Caitlin says yes once again. And then Joey goes to his mom to like ask what he should do to like woo her. His mom says flowers are a good idea. But his mom also says that he cannot go to the dance if he gets anything below a B. So when he ends up getting his report card, he actually did pretty well. He gets all A's and B's except for one C. So when he sees this, he tells Caitlin that he can't go anymore. He doesn't explain why for some reason. So Caitlin is understandably mad that he is blowing her off again. But when Joey goes home to tell his mom, she says that he could go because he tried as well as he did. And he did well in all of his other classes. So he ends up calling Caitlin to tell her. He gets voicemail. He, like, leaves her a message saying, like, I could go. I'm really sorry. I really want to go with you. And she shows up and forgives him. And so they are at the dance. They're having a good time. And then the school goes on fire. And that's the end of that. <laughs> we love a dramatic end to a Degrassi dance. Always. Okay. So if it's cool with you, can we start with Caitlin and her newspaper situation since it kind of is like its own thing yeah okay I really liked this plot I don't know how you felt but I feel like it really I feel like Emma needed one of these (laughs) I think she did with the um the GMO foods right kind of yeah that was yeah, that's true. Because then they were like, you're impacting what people can eat like at school and stuff. Yeah, I guess maybe Emma in the GMO food plot never really changed her views or like questioned her views. She was just like, I'm going to stick to my virtues as much as I possibly can. Whereas Caitlin here actually is like, oh, maybe <laughs> I was wrong, which has Emma ever said she was wrong? I'm not sure. No, which is why I was like, she definitely would have uh, benefited from something like this happening to her. Maybe it would have not led to a purple dragon situation. <laughs> so yeah. But I really liked how they approached it too, because as someone who didn't, I mean, I know, you know, they test makeup on animals and whatever. It was kind of cool to see the transformation of okay well this is so bad we definitely need to like get this information out to okay maybe I don't have all the information and then to like now that I know both sides I can like make an educated decision whatever I thought it was really good I liked I mean I don't know how much I loved the part where it kind of apparently would make someone lose their job 
like the Degrassi school paper article is not going to impact this girl's dad's job that much. I think I think it was more that if we get a lot of people to protest, that could affect my dad's job. Right. Okay. That was that was more what I was getting from it, but that part was a little bit of a stretch. But I'll take it. I'll take it. It was fine. Should she have bumped Kathleen's article? I don't know. I hate Kathleen, so I'm biased. <laughs> Well, like whatever whatever she had to say anyway was probably boring. <laughs> yeah, I forget what Kathleen's article actually was. I think it was about school uniforms and how she wanted them. Oh yeah. Because that's Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, and I totally get why Caitlin was like, this is not important. <laughs> <laughs> but I do also think it's kind of interesting that. Liz was the driver of this and then Liz and Caitlin have that like weird Joey love triangle as well kind of I don't think Caitlin's really aware of it Liz isn't either but Joey Joey's in the middle of that too yeah but it doesn't like come into this I guess this kind of just introduces Liz and Caitlin as more of like friendly people I guess yeah I think it's more they're leaning into Liz's like alt girl image being like, yeah. of, of course Liz is going to be the person who's protesting. Right, yeah, she's going to be like the vegetarian or whatever. Yeah. That kind of thing. But I feel like what I've seen is that, number one, Liz is an unliked character, and there are reasons for that. But what I see a lot of the time is that people think that Liz was being kind of unreasonable in this episode, which I don't think is necessarily the case. I think she was definitely misguided and was like too firm in her beliefs compared to Caitlin, who was actually open to seeing both sides. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not that Liz Liz's side had any no valid points. Yeah, I can see why people don't wouldn't be a big fan of her being like, "Well, I'm just I'm just gonna be sick then. I I won't take the medication that's tested on animals and and whatnot." That's a little frustrating, but you also have to think, like, she's not experiencing the medical stuff that Caitlin is experiencing, so she's probably downplaying it a lot in her mind, like, oh, yeah, whatever, I could still make it work, when she, like, doesn't actually have to be the one to make it work, she's just, like, saying that, so that's frustrating, but I can see where it's, like, fine to have your own opinion, and she's not pushing it on Caitlin. She's just like, hey, did you know this? And then, like, told Caitlin. It wasn't like, you need to publish this article immediately right now, or else all the rabbits are gonna die. Like, it's not that dramatic. Yeah, like, Caitlin was really the one being more gung-ho about it. (laughs) Exactly. She, it kind of reminds me of what happened with her and Spike, where she took this idea and just ran with it, same with Spike, where she, like, published the article about Spike without even asking, like, Spike at all. <laughs> so it kind of feels like the same thing, where she, you know, had this idea, was like, I'm going to run with it, made this whole article before really thinking about it, of the process, or looking much more into it and whatnot. Because who told her about the epilepsy medication? Do you remember? Or she looked it up. Uh, I think it was Kathleen who was like, you know, like, animal testing is important for medicine and stuff and then she looked it up in the library right okay you know what broke my heart though about all this was that melanie 
I think this was her episode where she was trying makeup on, right? Maybe. I think this is the one where she was like, I want makeup, I want makeup. And then Caitlin was like, oh, get this makeup. And then Caitlin found out that makeup was tested on animals. So then when Melanie comes up to her in the bathroom with the mascara and she goes, look at, don't I look so pretty? And Caitlin's like, I can't believe you would do this. (laughs) How dare you? And she's like, but I got it from Trish. Her dad works there. And she's like, throw it out. I'm like, girl, don't throw it out. You just spent money on this. It's okay. You live, you learn. (laughs) Poor Melanie was just like in the crossfire of all of this information. She usually is. I love her. Her I love. Kathleen, not so much. Caitlin, I appreciated this episode. The growth was good. And it actually felt like I saw it. It was good that Degrassi itself wasn't pushing one narrative over another. Like it was really showing both sides and like not telling you how to feel about it. Yes, absolutely. That's why I like this plot. I thought it was one of the more interesting ones. Yes. Okay, now should we get into Caitlin and Joey's weird relationship? Do you want to just do the stupid Joey working at the radio station real quick? Because that's not Uh, related to Caitlin. Yes, because this plot, we'll just throw it into season two, honestly. Because I feel like that's where we're going to throw the crappy plots. This one was so poorly timed, in my opinion. It's just weird because he's dealing with wheels and fixing their friendship after wheels's spoiler alert parents die but then on the side they're like oh here's joey like living his best life trying to get their music career taking off as if he even asked one is wheels even going to continue doing this because yeah he's going to get their song out but then when wheels is like i don't want to be in a band anymore because i'm not doing okay then what is joey going to do and was Joey having an affair with the secretary? Let's be real. The secretary did, definitely did not shut down his flirting. <laughs> like, I was I was uncomfortable watching it. I was like, is he, what's going to happen here? <laughs> like, is, is she going to be like, we should hang out and then we can put your music in? Like, I did not know where it was going. But I don't know. I'm not surprised that no one really picked it up that much just because it's the same thing over and over. I think I could sing the entire song right now. Honestly, there's like three lines. Yeah. Not to say that they shouldn't be famous, but yeah, that one was just a little weird situation because why would you ever hire a 14 year old to be a janitor? Why did he care so much that, oh, what was that woman's name? Ask someone. Who was the one who told told him that it was really good? Dr. Sally. Dr. Sally. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking it was called something else. But why did that even matter that she said it was good? Like, I don't don't know. What did you think before I shut it all down? Then you're like, this is my favorite plot of all time. I mean, it was just comic relief to me, but just not very funny. It was just like, okay, Joey's being stupid. Obviously, he's not going to get his song played on the radio because it's a bad song. Mm-hmm. Like, and him constantly not doing his job and putting the shit on the people's desks to try to get it to work is not going to work, obviously. Right. It was just there. And like you said, like, they definitely bring up the point that Wheels does not really want to be in the band 
at this point. And Joey's like, oh, no, when we're famous, you'll get over your parents' death. <laughs> like, Right? That's so, that's what I was kind of getting away with this, or taking away from it, too, was that he was doing all of this. And you're right, it probably was comic, you know, comedic relief situation, because there was a lot of heavy stuff going on at the same episode. But, nah, I don't know. I don't, I think if they had done it in a season where Wheel's parents didn't die, I think it would have landed a lot better, in in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Always good to see Dr. Sally, though. Dr. Sally. I could not remember her name. You love Dr. Sally. I love Dr. Sally, and um, her actress just passed away a couple months ago, actually. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Rip Dr. Sally. That's yeah, wrong. She, she passed away in June. Aw. An icon. An icon. A legend. She told Joey his song was good, though, so a liar as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you know Dr. Sally's actress is, like, a real Dr. Sally in real life? Oh, really? Like, she she actually ran, like, a sex ed radio show. Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. Do they bring her up again in Next Generation at all? Yeah, she is the one who helps Marco realize being gay is okay. And, um... What was it? I think she showed up with Ashley and Jimmy when they were thinking of having sex, too. Okay, I couldn't remember if she was somehow involved in JT and his penis pump situation. Oh, JT definitely wanted to sit in on her class. Okay, that's why I was like, there's definitely some connection with JT as well, but I couldn't think of it. Yeah, I think it was like, oh, Dr. Sally's only for the 8th graders, but I'm in 7th grade. I really want to go to Dr. Sally's class right oh that's so funny wow yeah she's a true Degrassi star yes we'll miss her but on to Joey and Caitlin thank god because I want to talk about this I love a good romance first off let's acknowledge that Caitlin is the one that has a crush on Joey and we don't like why now that I like know who they are Joey got held back because he doesn't do shit. He wears fedoras like all the time. And he's in a band that's like not great. What are we seeing in him? What are we what are we feeling? Why do we think Caitlin has a crush on this man? I think she for some reason finds him funny. Oh, you're you're absolutely right. We do love a funny man, even if he is Joey. Yeah, like, I I could definitely see, like, oh, he's older, he's cute because he's short, and he's a class clown, so, like, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That, that I just wanted to address this first and just be like, why do we think this? Okay, so then they're working on the project together. They go to the movies. Do you think Joey had zero idea that Caitlin was into him? I could see him being that oblivious, yes. Okay, I agree, because I don't think he would have asked Liz out had he known Caitlin was interested because Joey is just, like, so desperate that I feel like any girl that was into him, he would immediately go after. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Because Joey is so thirsty, he would (laughs) have latched on to Caitlin liking him but because Caitlyn is the year below, he doesn't see her as an option. Wait, 
Oh, are they in the same grade now? Well, they're in the same grade, but he's a year older than her. Right, right. Okay. I was like, wait a second. What am I missing? Gotcha. Yeah, I could see that making sense. And Liz, but Liz is the same age as, as Caitlin, though. No, she's Joey's age. Oh, so she goes back and forth to the high school? Yes. I feel like I don't remember seeing her much. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I could see that, how he would be like, I'd rather ask someone my own age. I do want to talk about him asking Liz, though, because I feel like that was out of nowhere as well. Yes. Considering what had happened a few seasons back, or last season, I don't remember which season it was, one or two, where he was creepy as hell and wanted to have sex with her, and they were like 12, and they only hung out one time, and it was just horrible. It was a horrible scene. Yeah, I feel like... I don't understand why Liz would agree to go to the dance with Joey after that. I feel like it was just kind of, they wanted Joey to be going to the dance with somebody to break Caitlyn's heart. And that person could only really be Liz because who else would there be? Yeah, that's a really good point because I, as you were saying that, I was trying to think of anybody else and Spike would never do it. Melanie like Snake who would have been my other option would be like maybe if Melanie had no ties to Snake or yeah just Snake really maybe they would have had her do it but what if he had to ask Kathleen oh my god I would have well, died I think Joey would never ask Melanie or Kathleen because they're same with Caitlin they're the year below him right okay so then yeah we don't have many girls that are well the twins and Lucy they're all doing their own thing though Okay, so Liz is really the only option on it. You're absolutely right. But I still understand why Liz would say yes. I I can't imagine anybody saying yes to him, but especially Liz. Yeah, part of me wonders if she just... Are we just supposed to forget that that all happened? I guess that must be it. Or she just has gotten over it. I don't remember if he addresses it. With yeah, he, when he's asking her out, he's like, oh, I know we had that thing last year, but like... Right. But we're good, right? You want to go to the dance? That's so funny. Don't you remember the drama in middle school of going to a dance with someone, though? It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. That's so funny. But okay, so he takes Liz, and then Caitlin is super jelly. But I also, do you think he led her on by being like, we should have a dance together? Okay, so here's the thing. That was my question as well. Like, was Joey using Caitlin's feelings to get help in school? I think if we're going to stick with the fact that he's oblivious, I think he was not using Caitlin's feelings. I think that Caitlin was more than happy to help him. And that's what he was thinking. Because like I said, had he known that Caitlin had some sort of feelings for him, I think he would have just taken advantage of it and been like, awesome, let's go to the dance. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like, I think he would have done it. Which is why I think that he's off the hook for this one. Well, because I think Joey does take advantage of Caitlin's feelings in the episode where blt makes a bet with him okay that i absolutely agree with but i really think in the beginning he didn't realize that she liked him like when they were going to the movies and helping him and all that i think that he was just being oblivious and dumb 
Yeah. So like when he he got like the confidence boost that Caitlin helped him get an A in class. Mm -hmm. So like he was like on top of the world. You want to just like have a dance together as friends at the dance later? Like that. I think you're right that at the beginning he wasn't being weird. <laughs> I love that we're in agreement. I feel like that doesn't happen as often as <laughs> as, it, as it does. I guess. Yeah, I'll give it to him. But had he done that whole like fake date with Caitlyn and then asked Liz to the dance over I'd be pissed not like fake date but like the fact that he got paid to go out with her right yeah I'd be pissed about that one because like the whole bet like I guess the how the bet episode ends right is Caitlyn sees Joey get the money from VLT Joey's like, oh yeah, I went out with you on a bet. And then he's like, actually, I wanted to actually go out with you, which I was like, side-eyeing. Because he didn't consider going out with Caitlyn until Snake suggested her. Right. The only thing I have to say, though, is that he really... Okay, now I'm like questioning it. I was going to say, when BLT tried to give him the money, he was like, no, 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 like, don't worry about it, it's okay. Part of me was like, oh, he's doing it because he likes Caitlyn and he's happy that like they went on a date. But now I'm like, eh. I think it was because she was like coming and yeah. he was getting nervous that she's going to ask why he's getting money from BLT. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. it was more that. Because like he really only apologized when he got caught. Like, you know, I, I didn't really feel like he... It, it was a weird transition where, like, of course he felt he had to apologize because he was caught deer in headlights. Mm -hmm. But then he's like, actually, I actually wanted to go with you and I'm going to rip up this $20 to show it. So I, I was like, I don't know if he's, like, lying to her to save face or if he actually likes her because apparently he does by the end of the season. So I was just confused about, does Joey actually like her? at this point because he didn't in the first episode when she was helping him it seemed like he didn't because he was only going out with her on a bet but then right. he is actually upset when he gets a c in class and can't go with her so i'm like where did the change happen i know and it's so hard because if he had just said something along the lines of i didn't think i had a chance with you or i liked you in the past and then you know, I didn't think you were interested and just like anything to give us a hint on whether or not he's he like actually had feelings because probably what happened was was that Snake suggested Caitlyn and he was like, oh, I could like Caitlyn and then went out with Caitlyn. It's kind of one of those things. Like I said, he's so desperate and so thirsty for somebody that the fact that Snake was like, I think Caitlyn might like you. Why don't you try her? He's like, yeah, why not at this point, right? Because I feel like he, Snake probably could have said anybody and he would have tried it. Yeah, because even in the um in the beer episode, it's like he's prioritizing getting beer and getting drunk over hanging out with Caitlyn. Right. Yeah. And even Snake, I think, wanted to make it to the party to see Melanie. Yeah, it was just he can't stand up to Joey. Yeah, for real. So I think my guess is that Joey is somebody who doesn't really realize that like what he has in front of him kind of situation. And I think Caitlin liked him all season. He fucked it up. 
and then was like, oh God, okay, well, guess it's time that I fix this and that we're actually gonna hang out. I just can't believe the amount of chances she gave him before they're even actually officially dating. Right. Which is blowing my mind too, because Caitlin is just such a, I love her. I think she's a great character. She just seems so kind and like to be taken advantage of by Joey a million times is so annoying to me. Yeah, it seems like Joey just like kind of like bats his eyelashes and she's like, oh, it's okay. I still like you. <laughs> right. And then it just doesn't get any better because we know what happens in the future. <laughs> and it is the first F bomb on television. <laughs> Canadian television. Canadian television. And Snake gets to say it. <laughs> uh, iconic. We'll get there. Yes. But yeah. I, I was just confused about this whole thing because they they have a classic rom-com rain moment, you know? That's mm-hmm. obviously supposed to be like, oh, this is the point when they get together because he's apologizing after all of his wrongdoings. But I didn't really understand when he started actually liking her because at every point before he got caught, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he just, it sounds like he didn't like her. And then when he went on that date with her, he might have started to feel feelings. But then again, you're so right, because then he didn't prioritize her at all and just drank and was stupid. So there was that. And then there was also the whole issue with the grades and then her, like, did he even, oh, yeah. He does tell her. For a second, I was like, doesn't he just, like, wing it and hope that he, like, can go and just doesn't tell Caitlin that he might not be able to go, but then he can. No, he's actually honest about the grades somehow. <laughs> but, that might be the start. <laughs> but he doesn't even tell her why he can't go. He's just like, ah, uh, sorry, I gotta ditch you again. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like Caitlin probably would have understood if, like, oh, my mom won't let me go because of my grades. I think she would have understood. She might have been mad or sad about it, but I she would have understood, but he didn't explain it himself at all. Honestly, he's not killing it in the boyfriend department so far, and he's not even officially her boyfriend. Does he ever get in the boyfriend department? No, he's the worst. He's the worst. But you just can't help but want to watch. It's like a little... It's like a... I was going to say car crash, but then that would segue like a little too much into... <laughs> yeah for now it's just like I don't know if I like them as a couple because sure Caitlin likes him that's fine why question mark (laughs) Joey just isn't nice to her yeah I think we're on the same team about dating nice guys not ones that blow you off a million times and take a different girl to a dance and just there's just so many things get paid to go on a date with you like there's just so many bad things that he did in this one season and the fact that she still was like yes I will I will come last minute to this dance for you blows my mind she's just too good for him and that statement stands forever yeah even when she cheats on him when they're older but whatever who cares (laughs) I would call that revenge (laughs) honestly fair (laughs) I would call that some serious plotting (laughs) over so much time. Okay. Uh, You got anything else for Jaitlin? That's a cute one. I'll give them that. They've got a nice name. Um, No. That's all I've got for them. 
Okay, let's get into wheels. So for wheels, he starts the season off strong, as we said, where he is getting really annoyed with his parents because they think that Joey is a bad influence and they don't want wheels to hang out with Joey anymore. And it doesn't get any better when wheels keeps staying out after school late to go to Joey's place for band practice. So there's one day when Wheels' parents invite him to go to the movies with them, but he skips out. He's grounded, but he takes advantage of them not being home to sneak over to Joey's. So he has a good time at Joey's, but when he ends up going home, there is a police car in front of his house. So he's like, oh my God, my parents called the police. This is insane. But his grandma ends up coming out of the police car and saying that his parents died in a car crash where they got struck by a drunk driver. Everybody finds out at school the next day and pretty much the entire class goes to the funeral. But none of them really know how to talk to Wheels about anything that happened. Joey tries to give him a phone call to reach out, but Wheels doesn't really want to talk to him. Wheels is kind of blaming Joey for the fact that he wasn't with his parents when they died because he was at Joey's instead of at the movies with them. So he gets into a, a small fight with Joey where he's like giving Joey like a noogie or whatever. <laughs> and Snake doesn't even like attempt to talk to Wheels. He's like kind of avoiding him completely. So Wheels ends up talking to his grandma about like missing his parents. He doesn't know what's going to happen to him. His grandma doesn't really have the answers. So it's all very unclear. He ends up making up with Joey at the end of the episode, but Wheels emotionally is obviously not in a good place. Joey in the next few episodes is trying to cheer Wheels up by saying, oh, let's just do band rehearsal. That'll get your mind off things. But Wheels really isn't in the mood to be in the band anymore. And Snake is blowing off Wheels again. Joey ends up calling him out for this, saying, like, dude, that's your friend. Why are you, like, why are you the person who can't deal with his parents' death, you know? So Snake finally gets over it. He goes to Wheels to apologize. And Snake is like, you want to get some fries, dude? <laughs> so Snake and Wheels repair their friendship, fortunately. Next is the Christmas episode, where everybody is hanging out in the cafeteria because the school furnace is messed up. Joey is bugging the janitor, Luella, to fix it. And pretty much the most important thing here is that Joey invites Wheels and his grandparents to Christmas dinner with at his house. So that's very nice. Wheels, after this, doesn't really have many episodes, but we do hear pretty consistently, at least once every episode or two, that people are like, oh, where's Wheels? Haven't seen him in school in a while. So we kind of get the sense that Wheels is, you know, as I said, skipping school. He's not doing well. There is a short plot in one of the episodes where Wheels decides to come to school one day. He agrees to go bowling with the guys. But when they are at the high school, some of the upperclassmen are teasing them for being ninth graders. They're like, oh, you're going to run home to mommy and daddy. So, of course, Wheels loses it when he hears this. He ends up getting into a fight. He gets in trouble with the school and with his grandma. I don't know if he gets suspended, but regardless, Wheels continues to like not go to school and such. We then get to the big episode of the season where Wheels keeps getting into fights with his grandma. His grandpa is like kind of disabled. So like his grandma is really the one in charge of him. 
so his grandma's like, you got to keep going to school. You're not helping her out around the house. You have, you're so moody, blah, 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 blah. He ends up getting a birthday card from his birth father. Remember, we met him in season one saying that, like, oh, hope you're doing well, buddy. Like, I, I'm hanging out in this town, like, a couple hours away just for a band gig. Hope you're doing well. So Wheels kind of internalizes this one-off birthday card, especially when his grandma says that he might need to live in a group home if he doesn't start going to school, just kind of legally that is what is going to happen to you if you don't go. It's not really in my control. So when Wheels hears this, he decides to run away to go live with his birth dad. He tells Joey and Snake where he's going, fortunately. He's like, he asks them for some money. They try to convince him not to go, but they can't change his mind. So he ends up going and he ends up hitchhiking his way to this town that's really far away. I forget what it was called. Um, Port Hope, I think. So he probably hitchhikes with like half a dozen people and at one point he is getting a ride from this one guy who starts asking wheels really inappropriate questions about his romantic life and ends up going to a side road and pulling over and tries to essentially molest wheels so wheels fortunately gets out of the car he gets away but he is then stranded in nowhere he then continues walking down the highway he eventually makes it in like, it probably takes two days, I think. So he finally gets to his birth dad. His birth dad is like staying at this hotel or something. And his birth dad has actually not heard that Wheels' parents have died. So that's a pretty big shock to him. He does make Wheels call his grandma to tell him he's okay. But he does not actually tell Wheels, tell his grandma where he is. So she ends up tracking down Joey to get him to tell her where Wheels is. Joey ends up say, spilling the beans because, you know, it's his grandma. It's not like he's going to lie when Wheels is potentially in danger. So Wheels is just hanging out at his birth dad's place. He, like, has work or something. And when Wheels says he wants to stay with him, the birth dad tries to let him down easily, saying, like, oh, I don't know, maybe we should talk to your grandma. And this kind of comes to a boiling point when his birth dad's girlfriend comes through. She's super pregnant and she wants nothing to do with him. She's actually kind of an asshole about it, but <laughs> she's like, I don't want you here. Birth dad, like you gotta get, you gotta tell him to go and such. Wheels' grandma then shows up and they get into another fight where Wheels is saying, nobody cares about me. Nobody wants me. My parents are gone. His grandma says that she does love him and that they both miss his parents. So they kind of have a little heart to heart there and Wheels decides to go home and they make an agreement that Wheels will at least take each day as it goes, going to school. And he, re he reunites with Joey and Snake, which is very cute. Okay. And then finally, it's the end of the school year. Wheels is worried he isn't going to pass. Mr. Garcia asks, like, just tells him to stay after class to give him the lowdown. He really barely passed kind of similar to joey last year but mr garcia says that he can continue on to the 10th grade given all of the circumstances that happened in the in the past year so wheels is elated that he's not going to be held back and he ends up going to the school dance with ld of all people so a happy ending for wheels for now that's so funny to say of all people because i was like that was so random too i mean honestly Wheels kind of looks like a 
butch lesbian. <laughs> Get out. That's so funny. All right. I don't even know. Where are we starting here? What's the move? Well, I guess the whole point of the first episode, right, is the irony that Wheels is mad at his parents saying, like, I wish they weren't there just for them to die, right? Yeah, horrible. Like, the, the whole episode is literally called Can't Live With Them, you know? That's a good point. I was pretty... Okay, actually, here's my first question before we get into it. How do you feel about them picking wheels for this? Do you feel like he was a good character for it? Do you think there should have been somebody else instead? What do you think? I think it fits because we have already had a parent plot with him in season one with the birth dad plot. Right. So kind of continuing that arc. Is there anybody else you thought it would work with? Personally, I think that it would have worked pretty well with Joey. It would have been really interesting to see all of it. It just, it gets hard with wheels, in my opinion, because the fact that he's adopted already is like, it's, it's just like hard enough. And then now his parent, his like adoptive parents, the people who like chose him died that that's what gets me whereas like joey has had conflict with his parents before about his grades about his jacket just like so many things that he's already had conflict with his parents for that it wouldn't have been as surprising had they just been like that's done that's over and then brought in someone that could like take care of him like an aunt or whatever and then fast forward he takes in craig and kind of be like a something like that yeah i could see it I don't think Wheels was a bad choice, though. I don't think he was a bad choice. It just really angered me that this poor kid has already had to go through all this stuff with finding his birth dad and trying to decide, like, oh, would you rather be with him? Would you rather be with us? Whatever. And then in the end, maybe he should have been like, I want to go back to live with my dad because look what ends up happening anyway. It's like sad. (laughs) It's so sad. Okay, so that was my first question. I just wanted to, to get that out of the way. I just feel like Joey maybe is too much of the comic relief character to give him something that dark. Okay, that's fair. That's kind of where it was like, if it was him, it would definitely ruin him as a character and then he wouldn't be funny anymore. There's kind of a similar thing with JT where he was the comic relief character. And then like when he like almost overdosed, that like it felt weird and then he fucking gets stabbed to death i was like jt <laughs> Back- right? the funny guy what okay i i can definitely get that i thought you were gonna say he was too much of like a main main character but then i was like let's think about claire because claire's had every plot known to man so <laughs> okay yeah wheels is definitely he's not a bad choice i think i would have just like it to be somebody else because I already felt bad enough that he was he lost his like adopted adoptive parents well also with thinking about Joey as the main character I think that works because Joey as the main character then has to help his friend through this right yeah and I was gonna say he honestly doesn't do that bad of a job 
like I think in the beginning it was a little rough because he was still trying to figure out like what is the new quote-unquote like normal because he kept saying oh he's coming back to being normal oh this feels like it's good again whatever but it takes a while to get to that point and he keeps especially I'm thinking of when he calls and the grandma picks up and she's like wheels isn't ready yet to talk and Joey is just like well when is he going to be ready and I'm like Joey (laughs) give this kid some time like what but I think his persistence him letting wheels beat the shit out of him like he really does pull through as a good friend in this yeah, because Joey's also the one to call Snake out, which was good. Yeah, I was going to say Andy talked to Snake and was like, you, what did he say? Something along the lines of like, you're uncomfortable, but how do you think he feels? He has no parents. like yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So like, how do you feel about Wheels' parents before they died saying you can't hang out with Joey? That's rough. Because obviously they, you know, there was no intention behind it in the sense that they knew they were going to die. Yeah. You know, that's the tough part because I can totally understand why Wheels blames Joey a little bit. Like it doesn't make, you know, it's not right and it's not accurate. You know, had he gone with them, there's a chance that they could have died. Like he could have died as well. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like unless... Like, I feel like whenever parents forbid their children from seeing somebody, unless it's, like, an active danger to their child, like, drugs or alcohol or something, like, what is the point of that, really? I agree. And Joey might not be the best influence in the world, but he's not, like, the worst, either. Yeah, he's not, like, a bad person. He's just kind of a brat. Yeah, he's just an annoying kid. Like, that's about it. I don't think he's someone worth banning over. Right. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sucks that that was like the main conflict that Wheels had with his parents. Just like, oh, you can't see your friend. And that's why he was so mad and like, oh, I wish my parents were dead because they won't let me see Joey. <laughs> little dramatic on his part. Maybe he secretly loves Joey. Who knows? But yeah, when his parents die... It's really, like, his grandma who becomes the primary caretaker. Because, like I said, his grandpa seems to be, like, not all there in a lot of ways. So his grandma is, like, the one who is trying to get him to go to school. But it's, like, how is she going to do that? Yeah, it's tough. She's really trying. And I think their conversation that they have later on about how she lost someone, too, is so important. Yeah. And I think that's something that Wheels, even though she said that at one point, Wheels never really acknowledged that in his treatment of her, that she lost her daughter. I think it was the mom that was her daughter. So she's also going through it as well, in addition Mm -hmm. to him losing his parents. And that's something I feel like Wheels, even when she tells him that, he doesn't realize because he just continues going downhill and... Like, she was right when she called him selfish at that one point, you know? I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, there's a point where it's coping, and then there's another point where you're just being a bad person now. Like, you, you gotta reel it in. I feel for him, though. I've, I kind of wish that they showed more of him going through it, because it makes sense that he's absent a lot, but they don't talk about, like, why. 
you know what I mean? They're kind of just like, oh, well, he's, you know, he's just not here. Like, where is he? Oh, he's not here. But why are we not being like, hey, can someone go check on him? Like, hey, what's uh, what's going on? Why are we not coming to school? That yeah. might just be because I'm a teacher and I care about that kind of stuff. But Yeah, I guess that from the kids' perspectives, they're not going to be like, hey, Miss Avery, could you go check in on wheels? Right, yeah. Because everything is from the, the students' perspective. So, yeah, it would have been nice to, like, maybe Wheels came in one day and then Miss Avery or someone is like, hey, Wheels, where you been? Do you need right. help? That would have been nice and maybe could have helped him not get to the point that he got to. It's also crazy how fast he goes back to school. It's like the same week almost, it feels like after his parents died yeah yeah I think but then he started not going pretty soon after that so yeah that's true I do want to talk about I don't know if we're going there chronologically or whatever I want to talk about Snake and Wheels's conversation also okay so when Snake goes up to Wheels and he is apologized he's like I don't know how to deal with this and like I know that's like a shitty excuse do you feel like that's a shitty excuse? Yes. <laughs> I It's like tough, but I totally agree. I think he really needed to be there for his friend and he just completely bailed. Yeah, I feel like my experience with things like this is that what your friend really needs in those tough moments is just treating them like you usually do. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't walk on eggshells around them. Like, you don't need to bring it up unless your the friend brings it up. But if you just go about them how, as you usually would, that's usually all your friend needs. I agree. And I know he's young and, like, we got to give him that. But he, I think he was closer to Wheels than Joey was, honestly, because they spent all that time at the ninth grade, like, in ninth grade at the high school. And they're always walking the hallway together, like, so I can't imagine the impact of him just avoiding wheels when wheels and him kind of only had each other when they would go over there right oh, so sad but they fix it and honestly wheels is like pretty good about it he's not mean he doesn't like be like screw you for not being there for me like he's like yeah let's get fries sounds good <laughs> well, i think part of that is that wheels doesn't necessarily necessarily feel like he deserves help or that he doesn't realize he needs help why do you say that how is that connected to snake really well in that he's not mad at snake for not being there for him because he didn't feel like he he didn't realize that snake being there for him would have been good for him i see what you're saying okay yeah that definitely makes sense i like that i didn't think of it like that because I did kind of think, oh, Wheels really just was like, that's cool, no problem. And then they moved on. But you're right. If I never thought of that. Look at you, Jasper. Yeah, because who are the few people who actually try to help Wheels? There's Joey, who is a really good friend. None of the teachers really do anything. And then there's his grandma. Yeah, and there's like the occasional person who went to the funeral. Like, who was there? Alexa maybe I think most people were at the funeral but okay but yeah they didn't like try to reach out and help him mm -hmm. 
Aw. Well, yeah. At least he ends with having Snake and and Joey as friends. They, like, clear things up, but then they hide shit. Like, the fact that he r- runs away. That's the best way I can put it. I mean, that's literally what he did, so... <laughs> Like, he went off on a journey <laughs> to find himself, but not really. It was to find a parent. It feel kind of feels like his grandma took the place of his parents being nagging towards him. And I don't know. Was his grandma in the wrong at any point? I'm not sure, because it's not like her telling him to go to school is like, nagging him that's just like how what you have to do right yeah exactly I think he probably was just like already so sad and if he had already wished his parents died because they told him you can't do this I can't imagine he's pumped that someone still is continuing to tell him to do things unfortunately Yeah, because it's not like he views his grandma as an authority figure. No, not at all. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. Which isn't cool. What did you think about the weird pedophile dude, though? When he was, he finally, you know, he escapes, he runs away, he he hitchhikes, and then what the hell? Yeah, in some ways, I kind of felt like that undid any good things that Snake's gay brother did. Not only that, but it was a weird plot to just throw in because was there some stereotype about hitchhiking that you could get picked up and like molested and we just don't know about it? What was the purpose of that? To show it's dangerous? Yeah, I think it was just like, oh, what Wheels is doing is dangerous. Don't run away from home. That was really the only thing that I picked up from it. But the fact that they did it with a, a man who is presumably gay <laughs> i don't think you have to be gay like i think to be a pedophile you're a pedophile no of course <laughs> but i see how there people probably could think yeah unfortunately yeah so it was just weird to me because as, as we talked about earlier the snake's gay brother thing was an overall positive for gay mm-hmm. representation but then they have this random creepy gay man try to molest wheels. So I feel like that kind of fits into the stereotype that gay men are pedophiles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it definitely didn't look great. I don't think they, it was just a weird situation in general to have. I think we could have just had somebody want to murder him. I don't know if we needed to like <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, or even just like, steal his shit that's all they really needed to do right it's like just oh if if you're hitchhiking along the road and you're getting picked up by strangers that could be a dangerous thing that's that's all you need you don't need to be like oh this guy is trying to like rape me (laughs) you know yeah no i i am with you on that one absolutely so that happens anything before you get to his dad that you want to talk about Mm, I don't think so. Okay. So let's talk about his weird dad. I kind of don't blame him for being caught off guard. Let's start there. Because he definitely did not know that this kid was coming. He just sent him a birthday card to be nice. And now he's like, uh-oh, he's here. 
Yeah. Like, I guess when I first watched it, I was surprised that he didn't know that the parents died, but I guess it makes sense. It's not like he's in regular contact. Yeah. And it's not like there's Facebook. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, how would they really communicate unless... I kind of wish that they built it up a little more and that, like, oh, they talk on the phone or, oh, they communicate, like, enough that he felt led on. Like, I think he's just obviously searching for something, you know, any form of parent or... He doesn't want to go to a foster home or a grow home, which makes sense why he's going to find his dad. But part of me kind of wishes the communication was a little bit more than just a birthday card. Well, I guess that was kind of the point that he got a single crumb from somebody who could be a parental figure towards him. And he latched onto that. I guess that's true. Yeah, because duh, that would make more sense why he was like so caught off guard and like, what are you doing here? I forget, like in the season one episode, it was just like, I'm going to be in your life regularly. It was just like, I want to have some relationship with you. I don't want you to be a stranger to me. That was really all it was in season one. And now Wheels is like, oh, I don't have my parents, but I do have a birth dad. Maybe he could fill the void. And he's mm-hmm. a birthday card. That means he cares. Maybe he'll take me in. Oh, that's really sad when you say it like that. Well, isn't that essentially how it happened? I know, but it really is just like, maybe he'll take me in. But then he doesn't, because he has a pregnant girlfriend who's a psycho. Yeah, she was a bitch. Sorry to say, but she was. Um. Yeah, I feel like I understand where she's like thrown off maybe and like, okay, I'm going to start this family with this man. Did he, I forget, he ever mentioned he had a son to her? I don't think she was caught off guard by that. So okay. she, she probably knew. Right. You'd think that if you were a kind soul, you'd be like, we'll take you in. Right? Like a normal person. Well, I don't know if taking wheels in is like the right thing to do necessarily because they do have their their own life. Like I wasn't mad that she was saying we shouldn't take him in. It's how mean she was about it. Like, it was two wheels of space. It was like, we don't want you. Go away. Mm-hmm. It was not taking into account the fact that he had nobody. You know? She was just like, oh, you're messing up something, and I met you five minutes ago. Get out. You know? Right? And then this woman's gonna have a baby, too, and like, ugh. I don't know. That pissed me off. But also, it's pretty obvious that his dad is like, no. I know he lets him down, but just the way he's living the situation like traveling and you just know it's not going to work but I totally give wheels props for trying yeah I mean the dad was definitely like he he did as well as he could have he was like call your grandma tell her where you are he didn't tell her (laughs) where he was but he tried to make things right and then he was just like okay I'm just gonna watch him so that he doesn't get into any trouble so I think right. he, he did the most that he could do at the moment. He was only there for like an afternoon too, right? Or something. It was not very long because I think he showed up and then they went to like band rehearsal and that's when Grandma like rolled up. Yeah. So like, it's not like they, Wheels was there for like a week. It was like mm-hmm. 12 hours maybe. Oh, <laughs> uh, just so sad. I feel for him because I can't even imagine just, I don't know feeling like that and then you're also just rejected from your other parent 
But luckily, Grandma came in and told him that she loved him. Yes. And that's and all actually, he needed. I wanted to show that scene. Oh my gosh. Okay, do it. I'm going to cry. So this scene starts right after Wheels' birth dad and his girlfriend are basically like, we don't want you. And his grandma chases after him. Derek, wait. Leave me alone. I want you to come back with me. I'm not going back. Sure, keep running. Where are you going to go? What do you care? Can't you stop for five minutes and realize that we love you? No, you don't. You don't want me. No one wants me. No one cares about me. You selfish, selfish little boy! Your grandfather and I just want to help you! I just wish they were dead. I still miss them so much. Derek. I want so to do I. I want them back, Grandma. <laughs> so do I. so sad that was so sad but she was there for him and she helped out and she said what needed to be said just sucks that she had to drive all the way to wherever the hell this place was and do it yeah like really like I was thinking about what is what changed wheels's mind I guess or like what made him stop pursuing the birth dad and going back to his grandma and I think all he really needed to hear was that somebody cared about him <laughs> and his feelings. Yeah, I know. It's like so sad, but yeah, that's really all all he needed in that moment, for sure. Not even just that moment, probably this whole thing. I can't even imagine. Like, I wish that they showed him going to counseling or something. Yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> something like that. But I also, so what was ended up what ended up being decided for him? Is he staying? He stays with the the grandparents? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Because I understood. Well, the issue that they were having was that they couldn't live with him in that house because the grandfather was so sick. So do they just decide to stay there and just like kill that plot idea, I guess? Uh, I don't remember that being an issue. Oh, that's what she says when he, like, when all of that first starts happening. Because she's like, oh, you're going to have to come live with us where we are. And he's like, there's so many old people. And it's far away from school. And she was like, well, we can't live here. Your grandfather's, like, ill. 
but maybe they just like moved on from that well was that at the beginning mm-hmm. yeah I guess that ended up not being an issue because they still stay at the house I don't know okay that's what I was thinking because I'm like he doesn't end up going to a group home or anything like they were kind of trying to say okay they just uh, grandpa's fine now grandpa can walk up the stairs and it's not a problem <laughs> who knows <laughs> but yeah I guess this season for him ends off on a positive note in that he is happy to live with his grandma at the end of the season. And I'm trying to think of things that happen in between now and the end <laughs> that lead that lead him to go down another dark path. But I do not remember anything specifically. So I'll have to watch out for that. Mm-hmm. Because... Right, I wanted to point out, when Joey and the guys get the beer, Wheels very explicitly is like, I don't want to drink that shit. That is what killed my parents. Yeah, and then we'll talk about it, but he's his mind gets changed. Yeah. <laughs> Quite dramatically. The only thing we really kind of missed was his fight at the high school with Snake there. I think that just shows how upset and angry he was and just that he's really not over what was going on yet. Just yet. Well, I don't think he ever gets over it, really. No, you're right. I think that was kind of the the wrong way to word it, but just that he's still struggling. Well, that's even before he runs away, so. I know, yeah, we kind of just moved on from that, but Snake got to, Snake didn't even break up the fight. He just let it happen. Just a hard situation. Yeah, I'm just really interested in how and what Wheels does after this because, like, he ends off the season going back to his grandma. He passes by the skin of his teeth. And he ends the season on a happy note at the dance. So I feel like with a lot of Degrassi, with season arcs like this, they end off on a happy note like Wheels is now. And it's, like, kind of not mentioned again but with wheels that obviously isn't the case that it's not a factor in his character anymore because he goes down another dark path so yeah just something i guess we will need to keep an eye out for in the next seasons degrassi being consistent that's a plot twist (laughs) i'm proud of them for that and like even though it's a bad thing yeah okay anything else wrapping up season three of Degrassi junior high yeah we already kind of talked about how we felt about the season at the beginning yeah I went right into that one yeah I guess um we didn't really talk about the school burning down in general (laughs) maybe we could just end with that because that's how the season ends (laughs) yeah that's a great idea School burning down. First of all, Degrassi loves to fuck up a good dance. Let's just, we know that. Everyone knows that. For the school to burn down, it's the only way we can get them all in the same place. And they went that route, and I respect it. Well, it's very symbolic because, like, the the show rebrands from junior high to high after this. So sure it does. It's very much like, we are done with all those itty bitty middle school plots we're out of junior high it is ashes <laughs> it is literally gone <laughs> so i love it 
Yeah, it's just the the last scene of the season is just so funny <laughs> because like everybody's like screaming and be like, oh my God, that's our school. What are we going to do? And then the credits jingle starts slowly fading in <laughs> while the school is on fire and everyone is looking on in like terror. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because to, it's just so ridiculous when Degrassi does something like that. Where they have that horrible scene of Eli finding Cam, and then they're like, "Whatever it takes." I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I'm like, "Please, why? That didn't need to happen prior to the intro." Yeah, and and there was a similar thing too, where Reels finds out his parents died. It's just it's just poor timing. I feel like it's when you listen to a podcast and they're in the middle of something and then the ad comes on. And you're like, what? They couldn't have planned this a little bit better. That's this. Every time. They just always kill it. It's so funny. Yeah, I just know, like, I've seen other shows do something where it's just silence in the credits when usually there's a jingle. I think that would have been much better fitting. <laughs> yeah, I. you're so right. Shows will change that. Like, I'm pretty sure Grey's Anatomy has done it. Like, One Tree Hill has done it. Like, yeah. It's like the, the episode in these cases are supposed to lead you, leave you with, like, a, a sad feeling. But then it's like the the jolly jingle of the credits <laughs> just comes in. And it's like, oh, you just killed the mood. Imagine if it was, everybody wants something. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> no thanks burn that school down along with joey's musical abilities yes but we will be rising from the ashes next season with degrassi high now this is actually it because this is this is all we've got left and then we've done all of it yeah so somebody tell those writers when they get off strike to Start writing some good Degrassi stuff here. I think we need Degrassi to get re-re-renewed. <laughs> yeah, that was such a tease. I don't even want to talk about it. Someday. But until then, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. No, you're supposed to say it. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Wait, I took your, your Are we line. switching it up? Why not? <laughs> okay. Okay, do it again. Okay. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you soon. <laughs>